Good morning, brothers and sisters of the Ask Us Nation. Welcome back to the Ask Us Why podcast brought to you by Ask Us Why slash Ask Us Where Christian Apparel. My name is Jeremy or Remy, and I am the host of this podcast. And if you're new with us, I just want to say what's up and bienvenidos, which means welcome in Spanish. Uh, this is a podcast with different series and segments, all branching from the brand Ask Us Why. And uh, right now, we are currently going through a Proverbs series where we're going day by day for the entire month of September through the book of Proverbs, chapter by chapter. One chapter a day, we read through, we find one verse or maybe a couple, um, maybe thematically. We pick those and then we talk about them and then we find a reflection slash takeaway or both to apply to our day. And uh, we are going to be going through Proverbs 28. So we are almost done with the series, guys, which is bananas. We only have like three more episodes. That's crazy to me. That's that's just crazy. Anyways, uh, let's just soak in the moment. And let's go through Proverbs 28 together. And I want to encourage you. If you aren't driving, you're at home, you're just hanging, listening as you're doing stuff. I would encourage you to grab your Bible, pull it out. And read along with me as we read through this. I read the ESV version. You can choose yours, but I promise you'll probably have a hard time following if you choose a different version. And uh, just be thankful I don't read the King James Version. But uh, read along with me and take the time to read it yourself and go through, make some notes, highlight, write down some things, some thoughts, some takeaways yourself, because there is nothing that beats being in God's word. Um, Don't let this be a replacement for it. It never should be, um, and uh, yeah, value the importance of being in God's Word and having a physical Bible. Don't do this with your iPad or with uh, your phone. Get some, get some pencil and paper, pen and paper. I think that was what I was going to say. Get some pen and paper in your hands. Get that real like new book smell. If you don't have one, go get one from like Barnes and Noble or Amazon. You can Amazon anything today. Get a great one. I got mine from Amazon. You guys can't see it unless you're watching the video, which I haven't actually uploaded much video from this one. A little bit harder with the season I'm in. You'll probably see a lot of clips from this in uh, future content, but you guys can get that Bible from Amazon. Just look up ESV Bible and you'll find it. All right, let's do this. Let's jump into it. Verse one, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. When a land transgresses, it has many rulers, but with a man of understanding and knowledge. Its stability will long continue. A poor man who oppresses the poor is a beating rain that leaves no food. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, and those who keep the law strive against them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. Better is a man is better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. The one who keeps the law is a son of under, with understanding, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. Whoever multiplies his wealth by interest and profit gathers it for him who is generous to the poor. If one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Whoever misleads the upright into an evil way will fall into his own pit. But the blameless will have a goodly inheritance. A rich man is wise in his own eyes, but a poor man who has understanding will find him out. When the righteous triumph, there is great glory. But when the wicked rise, people hide themselves. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them 
will obtain mercy. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Like a roaring lion or a charging bear is a wicked ruler over a poor people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a cruel oppressor, but he who hates unjust gain will prolong his days. If one is burdened with the blood of another, he will be a fugitive until death. Let no one help him. Whoever walks in integrity will be delivered, and he who is crooked in his ways will suddenly fall. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits will have plenty of poverty. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but whoever hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. To show partiality is not good, but for a piece of bread a man will do wrong. A stingy man hastens after wealth but does and does not know that poverty will come upon him. Whoever rebukes a man will afterward find more favor than he who flatters with his tongue. Whoever robs his father or his mother and says that is no transgression is a companion to a man who destroys. A greedy man who stirs up strife, but the one who trusts in the Lord will be enriched. Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Whoever gives to the poor will not want, but he who hides his eyes will get many accursed. When the wicked rise, people hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. Great little chapter there. Let's scroll back up towards the top. And when I say scroll, it's because, um, ironically, uh, because of the way I organize the notes and communicate, I like split screen it. So I, I am reading the Bible electronically. But that doesn't mean that I'm not reading it myself in paper. So don't attack me. Uh, but we're going to go into verse 6. That's where we're going to be posturing our hearts today is on this verse. A better is a poor man who walks in in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. And actually, if you go down to verse 18, it also says, whoever walks in integrity will be delivered, but he who is crooked in his ways will suddenly fall. So there is a absurd amount of Proverbs that talk about this idea of integrity. And I've held off on talking about it because I knew that we were going to still talk about it by the end of it. Um, and let me just read a few of them for you. Proverbs 10, 9, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. Uh, Proverbs eleven three: the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. Proverbs 19, 1, better is the poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool. Proverbs 27 says, the righteous who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. There's a few more throughout Proverbs, and there is a lot throughout Scripture. But this idea of integrity clearly seems to be important to God. And the question is, what the heck is integrity? Well, we're going to answer that question. I listened to a podcast by Living Waters. I highly encourage you guys to go check them out. They're great. It's founded by Ray Comfort, who does a lot of the uh, like evangelism type stuff on the streets and, and tries to bring people to Jesus. They're a really great group of guys. They are a solid podcast. I check them out. But Easy, the guy who hosts it, he gave his own definition of it in, a, in, a, in an episode that they did on integrity. And I'm just going to read that for you. It's a little bit long, but uh, just listen to it real quick. Uh, integrity is a quality of heart by which an individual manifests and maintains a consistent decision-making pattern, which is rooted in the key principle that they will in no way, shape, or form 
to any degree in any circumstance or situation intentionally or deliberately compromise in their obedience and allegiance to the ways commanded commandments and leading of God. That is a very lofty description. Uh, basically, in other terms, it means doing what is right in the public as well as the private. Uh, and another way to think about it is not in the sense of you have to be perfect because that can be really misleading. You know, you can you can hear that you need to have integrity and think that that means that I have to be the same on the outside as I am on the inside. And that feels like I need to be perfect or it feels like it's legalistic in a way. And that kind of deters us from the, the true definition and true uh, guidance of what like integrity is supposed to be. And what it really is at the end of the day is honesty. Like just think of that word honesty and it's honesty with yourself. And it really comes with things like conviction. Like if you are someone who goes out in public and, and claims and proclaims the truths of the gospel and that the people are to turn from their sins and no longer um, adhere to the ways of their flesh and you go home and you do something that contradicts what you just did, but you know it's wrong and you choose not to do it, then you are dishonest with yourself. You're not being honest with the convictions you have and you're leading a double life. And integrity is being the same person everywhere you go. But it's also being honest with yourself when you do mess up and choosing to repent and posture your hearts towards God again. So this idea of you have to be perfect doing everything that you do in public, uh, like being able to tame your tongue and speech and conduct and getting into a private conversation and then, you know, going vice versa, you have to do the exact same thing, but being challenged that if you don't, then you fail in integrity when it's not the case. The case is that you feel that conviction, you know, you're supposed to do better and then you do something about it. That is true integrity because we're going to fall. We're human, right? Like we, we, we go through seasons sometimes where we're not as close to God, we're not as close to our community and we fall, we fall into a sin, uh, we kind of deter back to our old ways and we can be really discouraged. But integrity is knowing this isn't right. This is not what God desires for me and choosing to do something different. The world has its own definition of integrity and it really kind of goes with its own desires and it changes and shifts with the day uh, because it's the world, right? Constantly changing. But when we think of integrity from a biblical standpoint, it's adhering, like it said in that big description, uh, to the obedience and allegiance to the ways, commandments, and leading of God. It all stems from his truth and applying that truth into our lives and that wisdom that we've been going through this entire series into our lives and choosing even when we make mistakes to, to repent from those things and to make a, an actual effort in the direction of uh, holiness and wanting to choose a better way of life. Uh, an example in my life that I want to share that really, really frustrates me is there was a story this one time of me going uh, to Zambia, Africa. I lead mission trips there. And it was the very first trip I ever went on. And when I went, I went with a bunch of guys that I'd never been with before. They'd already been on a trip. And I was excited. You know, I was young. I was, at the time, I was 18. And all these guys were in their mid-20s. They were in either relationships. Some were getting married. They were much, 
much older than me. And I looked up to these guys. These guys were awesome. These were studs. I'm like, man, I hope that I'm still doing mission work in seven years or whatever it is, eight years, you know, when I get to that stage of life. And I remember being on the truck with them and we were driving away from the base camp. We were heading out to somewhere and we're in the back of the, this big truck and I, I had a Coke cause you know, Coca-Cola is a really popular drink over there and, and it tastes so good over there. I don't know what they do differently. I think that they have different ingredients or something, but anyways, it's, it was so, you know, delicious and I drank it. And at the end I asked one of the guys on the, on the, uh, truck. I was like, Hey, is there a trash can that I could put this in? Where should this go? And he was like, Oh, I got you. And he takes it from me. And I'm like, Oh, thanks. Like, wow, what a nice guy. And I watch him just throw it out the back of the truck. I was like, are you kidding me? I asked him, I was like, why did, why did you do that? And he was like, Oh, well, littering's not le- illegal here. You can do it here. <laughs> and in my heart, I was just like, so like, what? Like, do you simply like, do these things because the law tells you to or not to do something like what, what what are your parameters for other sin in your life if there weren't laws or legality restrictions for other things in your life would you just do those things as well or is there not a conviction in your heart that like the lord calls us to take care of his land and to honor it and cherish the gift of it and i just was really challenged in that moment that you know this guy goes back to the states and he obeys by the law and he puts on this front that everyone sees of him being, you know, perfect and, you know, not doing such a thing, such as a calamity as littering, which is such a huge fine here everywhere. But he'll go to another country and if it's legal, he'll just do it. And I'm like, man, how like dishonest are we with ourselves when uh, those are the things that we we predicate our truth on of whether or not to do something is based on the audience that we're in front of. And we as a nation, but even more us as a generation, Generation Z, some millennials, some of the next, I don't even know what the next generation is. Um, They're too young. They're irrelevant. We have like mastered the art of marketing our best version of ourselves. And the best way I could describe that is just think about social media like Instagram and how you look at the feed and it's always great pictures. Now, I will say that we've made a slight shift in culture to be more honest and upfront about the things that we're challenged with in the harder seasons of our life. But for the longest time, it was so normal to put on your best self for everybody on social media. It's always, you know, you go to post a picture, but you choose the one best picture out of the 20 that you took. It's that you take, you know, the one highlight of your week and you post about that, but you don't talk about the, the 99 other problems that are going on in your life. And we have learned to, to present ourselves in a way that does not reflect the inner parts of who we are or the things that we are going through. And because of that, we're mentally training ourselves to lack integrity. We are training ourselves to be one person here and then to be another person there. To be one person with this group of friends, but to be a different person with this group of friends. And another example in my life where I look back on my, you know, adolescence, when I was in middle school, I was going to church camp. I was going to youth group. I was going to church on Sundays. I was involved with leadership. I was doing all those things. But you know what I was also doing? I was hanging out with my friend and I used to just hang out with him and we would play video games and I would just say the rudest, most racist uh, just disgusting jokes and just roasting people and just cursing like there is no tomorrow 
And at the same time, I would go to church the next day and, and not a, not a lick of, of cursing would come out of my mouth. I was two completely different people based on who I was surrounded by because I was influenced by them that I needed to be someone else to feel accepted. And that's where like integrity can really boil down to is like your identity and who it is found in, not, not the approval of man, but the approval of God. And if we can posture our minds on such, like on such a thing as that, then I, we will have such an easier time with this, this process of integrity and being the same person no matter where we go or at least feeling the conviction and making change uh, in our lives because of those things that we do. There's this really cool quote that was from that same podcast I talked about earlier, and uh, I just got to share with you because it was so cool. And this was a quote that they said was something that they got somewhere, so this wasn't directly from them, but it said, we all wear masks. And the time will come where we cannot remove them without removing some of our own skin. And that's deep. Like, think about that. Like, what do you think that means? Because when I think of that, what I, what I understand that to mean is that sometimes we will pretend to be someone we are not for so long that when it comes time for us to, like, find our roots and get back to it, <laughs> like, it hurts. It is a hard process because we are confused. We are lost. We forget who we are. And when we look in that mirror and we see that skin that's missing and we're wondering who was I, who did I used to be? We can't figure it out because we've spent so long pretending to be someone else. And so I want to challenge us to be a people of integrity. And I want us to reflect on this question. What kind of person are you behind closed doors? And when I mean closed doors, I don't mean who are you when you're in your bedroom? Who are you when you're in your living room? Whatever that is, who are you when you're in your car alone? What I mean is like, who are you when people aren't looking either? Are you the same person? Do you change your demeanor? Do you change your behavior? Do you change your language? Uh, Do you change your posture, your attitude? Like we should be consistent in who we are. And that doesn't mean that we need to be perfect, but we need to make an effort towards that because our influence matters. Like people watch us. And especially if you're someone who wants to be a a parent one day and you want to raise children, like imagine what kind of example you would set if you were two different people around different groups of people and your kids got to witness that. Oh, dad, you know dad's this way when he's with his football friends, but when dad's at church, he's a whole different guy. Or, you know, mom is this way when she's with all of her, her, you know, friends when they do their, you know, little get together or whatever. And then mom's way different when she's at home with the family. Like, are we, are we trying to have a multi-generational vision of who we are? Because if we lack integrity or we compromise on the values that we know are right, but we choose not to, then what example are we setting for the next generation? Even if you don't want to have kids, like what example are you setting for those around you when you know what is right and they know what is right too, but you choose deliberately not to do it? Because once you've set a bar of how far we can walk past the line, then the next generation is just going to walk farther. They're going to take that new line that you have drawn in the sand and they're going to step just a little bit farther. And it might take time but it can, it can lead to multi-generational sins. It can lead to multi-generational problems because every generation before slowly degraded from the integrity that they once had 
simply for the sake of compromise, comfortability, insecurity, whatever it is. There's a reason for it. But this should not be my brothers and sisters. There's another quote that I heard too that, that, that kind of goes along with this idea too. Uh, Every private sin is an open spectacle in heaven. Every time we hear someone falling in public, they've failed a thousand times in private. And here's, here's kind of like the, the moral of that or the best way to explain that is if you are someone in your life where you, if you are someone in your life, if you are somewhere in your life seeing that you are, are making small failures, like falling into really small sin. They don't have to be these incredible sins. They don't have to be this crazy thing, right? You think about pastors these days that come out on these scandals or these issues that are going on or, or all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this guy's sleeping with this person or whoa, this guy was doing this thing. Like this didn't just come out of nowhere. It came from a lack of integrity of them failing thousands of times with the small like, like uh, losses, I wanted to say victories, but that's the wrong word, victories for the enemy, but losses in our lives, failures in our lives, just thousands of small ones that lead up to very big ones. And so if we aren't quick and haste to remove those iniquities from our lives or those things that we've compromised on for our integrity's sake, if we don't remove those fast enough, it can lead to, to much greater sin. And we might not see that coming. You know, just because the cliff is 300 steps away doesn't mean that we don't realize that we're taking it one step closer every time we we choose to uh, disobey or to ignore the conviction that we have. And it just brings us closer and closer to that cliff. It's just leading us to destruction. And again, this should not be brothers and sisters. So my takeaway for us today is... Just start being honest with yourself and your beliefs everywhere you go. And if you're someone who struggles with what you believe, then start there. What do you believe? What does the Bible say? What is the truth? And come to, to solidify your foundation of what God believes is right and what is wrong. Not what you think, not your opinion, not your two cents on it, but what God thinks. And then once you've gotten there, then just start being honest with yourself. Am I living this out? in my life? And am I doing it in public as well as in private? You know, some of us, it could be just the example of things like cussing. Like, are you the type of person where um, you're, you know, perfect in front of other people, but the second you get on video games, you let loose. I know people like that. It sucks. One minute you're having a really great conversation with them that is wholesome and, and you know, beneficial. And then the next you're playing a video game, video game with them and they're saying words that you're like, I didn't know you had that in you to say that like, this is ridiculous. And that is, that is just one example. And I'm sure you could think of many, I don't want to go on forever about this, but there are many examples in our lives where we choose to be one way with people. We put on that mask, like social media, like I was saying, we put on our best selves and, uh, in secret and in hiding, we act as a completely different person and we need to be true to integrity, right? I'm just going to read that verse one last time for us so we can really meditate on it. Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways.
Dear God, I just want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for your word and for the truth that it has. And I pray, uh, as always, that we would meditate on the scripture and that it would come alive to us in our hearts. And I pray for conviction and I pray for integrity that every single person who is listening to this podcast would, would just open their eyes to this idea of integrity and what it means to be a, a man or woman of God. Just clinging to your scriptures, clinging to your truth, to your commandments, and living those out everywhere we go. Lord, would you just um, expose us where we've hidden in those? Would you just uproot those from our lives? And would you convict us by the Holy Spirit and that we would enact change to seek you and to receive life into the full without holding anything back? I pray that we would be honest with ourselves, honest with the mistakes that we're making, and be honest with others as well, and honest, more importantly, most importantly, with you, Lord, and that we would take one step in the direction of wanting to be a person of integrity. And I pray that you would just show up, that you would support, and that you would give strength to every single person who desires it. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for your word. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you guys so much for listening. If uh, you could do me a huge favor, just leave me a review. It's super helpful uh, not only to reach other people, but also to give me feedback about how I'm doing. And if you aren't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. That is a great way so you can always stay up to date whenever a new episode is posted so that you don't skip or, or miss a beat. Um and make sure you're following us on social media. Would love to connect with you. Would love to uh, invite you to be a part of our Discord and all the much more that we are doing as a company. Um, but guys, you're awesome. Keep killing it. Keep being studs. Keep growing the kingdom. And I will catch you guys all on manana. Peace and blessings. Peace.